Good evening, Patriots. And it is still Friday, January 7th. And we're going along here doing a great job surviving the craziest time in human history. That's what I say. So we have some crazy stuff to talk about tonight. <clears throat> One is Cosmic Ray Alert, which I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But then we're going to dig in a little bit to agape love and kind of get a handle on, maybe a, maybe get a little better handle on what all that means and how that relates to Christ as one of the strongest and most lethal warriors in human history. Before we begin, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the home of Bard's Coffee. The Bard's branded coffee, Expedition Coffee. It is a fantastic coffee designed for the warrior in this time to give you mental focus and clarity all day long, sustained energy without burnout, and that exhaustion that comes from drinking crazy, just caffeine, caffeine after caffeine. One cup a day is all I drink, and it's a fantastic product. And Expedition Coffee is part of a whole health ecosystem to help reclaim our health sovereignty, which includes the gut health triad to help heal and seal your gut, Immune XP, which is immune booster based on pine cone extract with high vitamin C levels. Then we have Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract on the market to help isolate the pathogens, including the full complement of SARS-CoV crazy that's out here. And Earth, which is a one scoop a day, mix it in water, full body supplements, nutrients that we need, drink it in the morning and carries you through the whole day. All sorts of great products there for a full health of your body and strength of your immune system and to give you back your health sovereignty. So go to Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. The Founder's Bible as well is one of those other great tools you better have in your prep bag. The Founder's Bible is a legacy Bible for the family. It is the Bible for our time, NASB 1995 edition with our founding documents, many of our founding documents, founding fathers' documents included in the script in the, the Bible. You can read it through, get a great lesson in God's word and a lesson in history to realize how much the living language was part, the scriptural living language was part of our founding father's lexicon. Fantastic Bible. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, at thefoundersbible.com. Promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 20% off on your Bible. Finally, mypillow.com. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is Bards Nation landing page with all sorts of fantastic featured promotions, including the three piece, the six piece towel set for $39.99. Great buys on doggy beds starting at $27.99. Buy one, get one free Giza sheets. Man, they are so comfortable. They're awesome. And up to 75% up sent off on the classic MyPillow. And you get those by using your promo code Bards, B A R D S, on any of the sites. Mice. My pillow site, mypillow.com, mystore.com, and frankspeech.com. So again, go to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Use your promo code bards for great savings. Okay, so I actually wasn't kidding when I just said a minute ago about a cosmic ray alert. In the next 48 to 51 hours, we're going to see a cosmic ray zap the earth. So we probably should all be on alert for, I mean, think about this. You've got this crazy stuff inside people now. They've got all this vax stuff. And we keep looking at 5G. You don't have to worry about 5G. They have these cosmic rays coming in. just probably going to stimulate this DARPA hydrogel inside people. Pretty soon people will be walking around with like two heads, a lizard tail coming out the back, six noses, a couple ears. I mean, this is going to be crazy. So... <laughs> be ready like we're heading into zombie apocalypse time the zombies and if you have any concern about zombie apocalypse and what to do the walking dead has a whole bunch of that knowledge on how to combat walking dead zombies it's going to be crazy i'm telling you the world is only going to get weirder man but in all seriousness we, we need to keep our eyes open for cardiacs autoimmune issues and psychological problems I truly believe that what people have been injected with is going to be affected by a lot of these things by an order of magnitude beyond measure because they're now receivers and better geared towards receiving this sort of cosmic ray and energy frequency stuff because they've been turned into micro-human receivers. 
and transmitters too. That's crazy. That's the craziest part about this as they've been turned into a transmitter as well, right? I mean, they literally are transmitting. They're literally transmitting when they get hit with something. They're transmitting their location, their biometrics. There's all sorts of stuff that's going on here. It's pretty ugly. Not, not, a, not a good look, I tell you. Not a good look. Not one I would want anyway. So anyway, keep your eyes open, your head up, all that normal stuff or craziness. You never know where this is going to go. Here's another one to be aware of. They're calling it the Marburg virus, Marburg. And see, all this stuff starts to line up, right? So this is posted on January 7th. This other thing on the cosmic rays comes in today. We had the 5G launch that supposedly was suspended. I don't think it was. That was on January 5th. Today we had the 355 movie launch, which I haven't heard a word about, by the way. And then we have this thing, the Marburg virus, and they're asking the question, is this the next level fear campaign? But listen to these symptoms of the Marburg virus. The Marburg virus is discharging blood. You end up bleeding out of various orifices. This is horrible. Blood from your anus, your nose, your gums, and possibly genitalia. You're going to just be spewing blood. Huh. Like, Maybe if you mixed 5G with the Vax, you might end up with symptoms like this, right? Sounds like Corobola. Corobola. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's just me. Like, what are we going to have today? Well, we're going to have Corobola. Corobola, what's that? Oh, it's horrible. It's coronavirus meets... <laughs> Meets Ebola. I mean, come on. How, this stuff is just getting crazy, right? They just can't start Marburg virus. Marburg. Yeah, that's 5G plus injectioned, injected masses. And, of course, you know how this whole thing is going right now. If you go into the hospital and you nothing is recorded correctly. So if you get a cold, you have COVID. If you die of anything, you have COVID. You know, I mean, everybody's got COVID. But then somehow they can't track the actual number of deaths. That's just, I don't know. What can we say? We all know we're living in a bizarro world. But if we remember 2 Chronicles 7.14, I think it's a good place to begin. And my people who are called by my name, humble. And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. We literally have to get very serious about repentance as a nation. And repentance as a nation to forgive ourselves for our sin also means that we're going to have to do some things that we're as children of God probably aren't going to be overly thrilled about. But this is where God comes in and reminds us of the power of agape love. And I, I was given a good lesson on this today. I'll be honest. I was talking to um, Pastor Brad Cummings earlier today, and uh, we were talking. He asked me a hard question. He said, well, how do you define agape love? And so this is how I defined it. I said agape love is defined in two words. And you've heard me say this, but I'm going to repeat it here. I said it's defined in two words. It's defined in Christ Jesus. That's agape love. And I said it from that point in time is the is this constant connectivity and appreciation of all things connectedness with God to to work at a level of appreciation and and deeper love and pursuit of that love in God and Christ Jesus. And he said, that's pretty good. He said, let me challenge you with something else. And I said, okay, I'll take the challenge. I'm always up for a challenge. He said, I want you to think about this, that agape love is the pursuit of the highest level of excellence in everybody. And I thought about this for a minute. I said, wow, that's pretty profound. The pursuit of the highest level of excellence in everybody. You see, if you think about it this way, this is how God is. I'm not saying those are God's words. I'm just saying, but that is how our Father is. He's looking at always the highest level of excellence. And if we're pursuing 
the highest level of excellence in everybody. That doesn't mean that you have, you're giving everybody a hug. It means there's many times there's truth, which is hard truth is sometimes harsh love. But we're always seeking and pursuing the highest level of excellence in everybody. And so that means even those that we are angry at or those that may have sinned against us or however you want to say that, when even those that we want to say like, you know, all right, God, um, can you just like take that dude and like put him through a meat grinder for me a little bit? And you can, you can do whatever you want with him after that, but can you do that first? One of those moments, right? <laughs> and God's like, um, meat grinder was not in the playbook. And I'd be like, I know. I know it was just what was on my heart today, a meat grinder. So my point here is that we have a lot of emotions in what we do, which is normal. We're human. But if we're stepping into that fantastic place of agape love, we kind of have to consider Ezekiel 3626. Because this is us in Christ. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So as we reflect on that, and that is our love in Christ and our rebirth through Christ, and what is that meaning? And ultimately, we are now not walking amongst those of stone heart. We're walking with those of a heart of flesh, which God is speaking to. And we're having, we should be pursuing the highest level of excellence, pursuing the highest level of excellence in each person. When we do that, I think that we're on the right path to building bridges and extending the love of God across this nation. Just a thought. But it's a pretty profound place to be because as we go there, we're actually starting to step away from the nonsensical noise, this sort of pity me world. We're not looking at, if someone's in that pity me mode, we're not looking at them as pity me. We're trying to have we're trying to work with them to pursue the highest level of excellence within them. If a person's angry or hateful, we know that there's good within there. But it allows not only us to work with them, but it allows God to engage us all in such a way. And this gets to things like loving. You can love somebody, but you don't have to want to hang out with them. You can appreciate what they do. Someone can do a wrong with you, and you can still love them and pursue the highest level of excellence within them. Now, the challenge that comes into this, which is very human, is trust. Because trust is one of these things I think we get confused of when we talk about agape love and love in general. Because we talk about love like, okay, well, they're going to be at my dinner table, and I'm going to trust them. No, that can't, that's not necessarily the case at all. We're going to struggle with trust many times, in fact. If someone is, has violated our trust we can pursue the highest level of excellence within them and we can see that rise up and we can even develop our respect for them as a human being. But trust is something that has to be earned and constantly maintained. And I think it's important to keep those two separate here because as we work very clearly on pursuit of excellence in a person and a high order and then trust those two things come together. They also have to be put on our heart and what it means to maintain that. Truth is not an easy thing in this day. It's never an easy thing, but it's become an, an extremely difficult thing for most people to face truths because truth also accepts accountability. So if you are walking in a place and trying to constantly explain things, and you, one of my main topics this week has been President Trump. I want to explain why he's doing this. We st start getting wrapped up into these loops of creating fictions and creating stories which we have no context for. And I read it every day, literally. I mean, it's just like, 
well, I think that this happened. Well, I don't know, but possibly this happened. I can't explain it, but I think this is what could be happening. Instead of just saying, look, and I'm going to use President Trump. I, I love the man he, that I was supporting. And I want to believe and I want to pursue the highest level of excellence in him. Where he's at right now, I can't trust where he's going to take us. And that's a truth I have to speak. But that doesn't mean I won't pursue trying to see the, his highest level of excellence. So there's two different ways. I mean, there's two paths together there. It's a parallel path, but we have to be honest. Okay? And we have to accept that so that we can move on. You know, there was a great comment made earlier tonight to me, and it was this. It's like, we have such great diggers, and that's in reference to researchers. But they're so wrapped up around the narrative of justification of Trump, they're not seeing what's before them anymore, and they've become blinded as diggers and researchers. Truth sets us free in so many ways. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, but it's an honest thing to do, and it takes a courageous heart to step into that. And in doing that, that's a trust in Christ Jesus. It's a trust in Christ Jesus to Father in that truth and that pursuit of excellence in ourselves even. And to do that, part of that is we have to be, we have to see clearly with eyes, not eyes with rose-colored glasses. That's a true relationship we start to build. That's the intimate relationship we start to build with Christ. I mean, I'm very honest, and I, I think this is a very honest place to put here. If, if I'm sitting before God and I'm like, well, God, I'm, I'm, I, I'm waiting for those 10 days of darkness to happen, and I get the, okay, when is it going to happen? Like, I don't know, God, but I, I know it's going to happen, and I, I am, I'm waiting for it to happen because then everything's going to change. What's going to change? Well, they're going to arrest all the bad guys. How many bad guys are there? I don't know. I just know there's a lot of bad guys, and I know if they arrest them all, everything's going to get better. Is this country suddenly going to repent and come before me? Is that what's going to happen? Uh, um, well, I don't know, God. Well, that's all I'm waiting for is that a country would humble themselves before me and I will heal your land. Is the 10 days of darkness going to do that? You see how that goes, patriots? That's kind of a harsh truth right there. But it's a real truth. And it's something that when you get to that, you start to realize how these narratives that we build that become kind of the, the fictions that we believe and live into how they're not doing what we're told God needs. That, to me, is so important. Again, 2 Chronicles 7.14, And my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land their land, heal their land, forgive their sin and heal their land. So let's all be honest. If we had a shutdown of the nation for 10 days and a whole bunch of arrests, will God's people humble themselves before him and pray and seek his face and turn away from their wicked ways? Do you honestly believe that? Because I don't. I don't believe that's the event that will happen. I think there's been a judgment put on this land. And I think some of the craziness that we are enduring is part of that judgment, which brings us to choices that are hard choices, not easy choices. They're the choices that wear you down. You have to confront this the difficulties of divided families. We have to confront the, the difficulties of consequences of our actions. But as harsh as this is, that even in a divided family, when you start to face 
things on the brink, literally where you're about to lose members of a family through health and health issues, consequence of the vax, there is a change in priorities at those moments in time. There is a greater acceptance of Christ. I don't like it this way. I don't, I'm not encouraging this, but it's a fact. That's just a simple way that for some reason our stupid genetics work. I don't know how else to say it, but we're in a spiritual war here. And this war is no joke. Remember I mentioned Astana and the Nur Sultan, same, same name, last night. I talked all about it. Well, part of the, that center area that I encourage you to check out by Google Satellite or Google Maps or whatever you're using. So there's a mosque and there's this one area, there's like two golden pillars, which represents... some biblical references. And then it goes forward and there's this spiral. This is what I'm getting at. And this spiral is the representation of DNA. Everything about their cult, the Luciferian cult, is to intertwine the DNA of the fallen with God's children, to mess it all up, basically, to make us part of the dark Lord, Lucifer or at least make those that are willing to comply. And that gets to the whole place of free will. Why is free will so important in this model? And that is because they have to have your free will, so you will willfully give your body to them so they can cross-connect your DNA with theirs. Don't think this shot is just a shot. This is a much deeper war, and it's so big, and it's so devious. And deviation, deep, being devious isn't against their rules because they're actually telling you what they're doing. They've told you from the beginning. But what they count on are some certain things. They count on the fact that you'll perpetuate fictions and be distracted from the core truth that only God can give. They count on the fact that they can spin lies and, and sow false hopes and that people will worship men and trust in men more than they trust in God. And you know what? And sadly, they're often right. I don't know if this is their plan, and I'm not going to make an accusation, but I will simply say that if I was to sow a plan to break the will of humanity, I would put up a man that they came to trust so much that they thought that one man would save them all. And then I would show them that he was never intending to do that. And I would break their will. I'd demoralize them. And then I would swoop in with hope in so many forms and offer to unify the world through love and a harmony in a new world single religion with rainbows and unicorns dazzling gold castles and offers of a universal basic income maybe even some free energy thrown into that I'd do these dazzling things and I wouldn't even push the vax initially I'd back off on that a little bit because I would start to take those that survived the vax and I'd hail them with my propaganda machine as the new future of how healthy they were and how this new technology that those that died in the past were sacrificed for the betterment of humanity, for the betterment of the new science, which is this new innovation, the ability to solve and cure all ills. Just take the vax. Well, get rid of your cancer. Just take the vax. We'll make you stronger and smarter. Just take the vax. See how this works? And little by little, they persuade this broken mass that should never have been broken, but they weren't standing with Christ. They weren't walking with God. And they were feeling alone, and they were feeling isolated. They're feeling worn down. And they're, I don't know if I can endure this much longer. 
I heard something earlier tonight. It was a comment made that, you know, these are difficult times. Was, the initial part of this phrase was absolutely dead on. Where it's just, this is a difficult time. So we must more and more and more than ever pursue Christ. The next part of the statement was, and in, in, as if things fall apart, there's a certain joy and happiness that should come from it. <laughs> I know where he's going, but I'm like, huh? So basically what we're supposed to say here is my house is burning down and I'm on the street, on the outside of the street with my lawn chair, sipping on a root beer and I'm going, Woo-hoo, this is great. No, we know that we know what we feel and being honest with our emotions is that we, we all feel the struggle of watching our world that we did trust in deceive us and turn its back on us and, and literally collapse around us to where we figure we finally are coming to the realization with a painful process that all along the only trust that we ever really had was through Christ Jesus and to the Father. And the only real glory in all of this, because it's not easy, let's be honest. I don't care. We can talk platitudes and platitudes about, oh, you must be strong, and oh, you must stand with God, and oh, you must walk with Christ. And when doing this, you will be, you will be able to deter the evil and, and stand. We all know that those are great platitudes to speak, but in the fact of the matter is every single step we take is a step that's under siege by a world run by a Luciferian order. We all know in a very honest way that we push deeper into God many times because we have to. Not necessarily that we want to, but if we don't, we're not sure we're going to make the right next step. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all, because we're human. The issue is that we never bend our knee and we never give up. And that even though it hurts, it's our trust in Christ that's so extreme and so beautiful and so intimate and so deep that we can take a deep breath and say, Lord, I, I don't know sometimes why this is happening and it hurts, but I trust in you. I trust in you. You know, my mother is a beautiful woman. She has a heart of gold. Of the people that I've come across in my life, there are few people that I've seen that can always find the beauty in the world like she can. There are few people that I've come across that can love children the way she can. She loves children. I will be fully honest here. And I, we, she, she and I had this talk just yesterday. It breaks my heart to see what this world does to that beautiful heart of hers. And she believes in Christ, but it's a heavy burden and a heavy toll. So we have to be honest we have to be honest here that it's not easy on any of us. And and that's okay. But what the flip of that is that this lights my righteous fires when these, this evil tries to steal that because that's a motivation to fight harder. I don't want to see love expunged. I don't want to see compassion for another person expunged. I don't want to see children damaged and their innocence taken away. And it's not just innocence, it's the purity of the soul that they are. I will sacrifice everything in my life to protect that for those that have it as our elderly and those that are born with it that they're trying to steal. And that's really where we get to the core of our fight. And that is also part of agape love. It's the ferocity of our passion and compassion for what life is that God gave us. That's the beauty. So it's the pursuit of excellence in all, including the pursuit of excellence within us. Even if that pursuit of excellence that we're seeking means preserving the beauty and excellence in others at the sacrifice of ourself.
That is a glorious walk. That to me is the walk of a true warrior. And the more that I pursue that, I find something really amazing in it. I find that I don't seek aggression. I seek this unbelievable walk in love is the only word I can come up with. It's agape, but it's love. But it's ferocious. It's powerful. It's fearless. And I look around and I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And it's like, oh, this must be what Christ has been trying to tell us. What a beautiful place to be. This is a beautiful world. You know, I, I, I look around at people and I'm just ran into our neighbor. Just a great guy. And it's just this random chat we had today. We're different people. We're not of the same cut. But I, I didn't I was out at the outside doing some work on the rig and I hear, Hey Scott, and he's at the mailbox. And I went over, Hey Dave, what's going on? And we just chatted and it's just this normal human being to human being chat. We come from different walks of life, different ways of seeing the world, and we just had a chat. We didn't we didn't talk about COVID or anything. We we talked about how his business was doing and some of the challenges he was facing with the current supply chains and how his family was. Those are real conversations. And the thing is that we're reminded is when you take these idiots of politicians out of our lives and we take these idiot trolls that are out here away from us, we have fellowship with our common man. It doesn't mean fellowship means that we're all like arm in arm singing and dancing. God's made us each to be unique. We are salt. But when we stand in the common place that God's given us, which is agape, seeking the highest level of pursuing that highest level of excellence in each person, and we're doing that in every conversation, in every engagement, we become the agents of change to elevate up the many others. We literally become that lamp on the hill. And I think that's what's so profound and so exciting about the time we're in because all of this has come about from the thing that they thought they could use to destroy us. And that's so God in in nature. Like, watch this. I'm going to use evil for my children for their good. Never did we see that coming. So in all these struggles right now that we're dealing with, We just have to remember just how glorious God is and how amazing he is in doing things because every time they try to do something, it turns on them, but it benefits us if we're willing to listen. And it's not easy. It's not an easy walk, but God didn't say it was going to be easy. He just basically said this, you got life, and you're not of this world. Trust in me. I'm like, check, got that one. I'll do that all day long. And that's literally, it's literally this. You just have to endure some time here and you win, you win the lottery of the universe. How's that? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, do I have to buy a ticket? Nope. Do, okay, do I, come on. There's got to be a catch here. Like, do I have to pay taxes on it? Nope. Come on, God, there's got to be a catch somewhere. Like, is there, a, is there a certain code or is a game rigged in any way? Nope. So you're telling me, God, if I walk and trust in you and just endure what's before me and have total trust in Christ Jesus and through Jesus to you, Father, and I'm willing to get and repent for my sins and just be truthful in my walk and pursue that greatness in each person, just try each day. And I'm going to be imperfect. You're telling me that I win life in the lottery? Yep. Sold. Sold. I'll take it. It's that simple and that hard. And when we do that, man, I'm telling you. If we, I always say this, I, I always, but you've heard me say it many times. I mean, like literally, could you imagine 
if like even just like half of the nation just put their knee down and went, eh, not playing the game anymore. We're going to pray to God. And just like, okay, God, we're here. Um, we are humbling ourselves before you and asking forgiveness for our sins. And please get rid of these idiot trolls that are trying to ruin our life every day. And by the way, God, we're not going back. We're joining together and we're going to kick it off with a new world to put you on the throne and we'll pray to you every day together. <laughs> Watch how fast this clown show ends. It'd be a little rough walk for the next 90 days. This clown show would be like on the ground. Kaboom. Done. You know, like you have all your trucker fleets going into the into the cities. All of a sudden, they just stop in the middle of the road. Truckers get out, pray, turn their trucks around and go, yeah, we're not going. Sorry. Uh, we're, we're going to the new country where all the patriot-loving Christians and lo- God-loving people are. Done. That's literally, we have so much amazing power. And all we have to do is embrace it because that's where we're reminded again that we have dominion over all evil. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Wow. But we also have to be attentive and not be naive. 1 Peter 5.8 Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That tells us he's loud and he's spewing out promises and false prophecies, trying to lure us into his trap, making great promises of salvation through science to save you from all sorts of ills by the things that he creates and to worship the things that he wants you to, to buy the many products that he puts before you because you need that to save your soul. And God says, no, be sober in spirit. Be quiet and listen to me. Calm yourself. Have no fear. And just walk in that place of agape love. Pursue the excellence in each person that you encounter. And as you pursue it, I will be with you, my words. I will be with you to help you find that new way of being. And then that other key word, trust, which is basically trust in me because I kind of know what I'm doing when I work with people. Just do your part and I'll tell you I'll do mine. (laughs) And we know that always works. So patriots, no matter what you face, whatever we all face, there's a couple things never to forget. That there is an excellence in most everybody we encounter can't speak for Pelosi, can't speak for a few of those like Adam Schiff and a few others. Never met him, don't have any clue. But I'll tell you what, I will say this. If God told me, I want you to go meet with Nancy Pelosi, I'd be like, huh? (laughs) I'd probably be my first reaction. I'd be like, what? What, God? I want you to go meet with Nancy Pelosi. And do what? (laughs) Would you like me to... Do, do I need to bring like a cross and a hammer and some garlic? What do you want me to do? And once we got past that, I'd be kind of probably more like, all right, God. <laughs> okay. As he's rolling his eyes going, <clears throat> yes, God. <clears throat> yes, Father. Kick it. All right. I'll kick it. So. In truth, <laughs> besides the guaranteed conversation I would have, which I just had, I would literally have that conversation with God. I'd be like, what? But in truth, I would follow the request. And what I would do is what God would want me to do. I'm not sure how that would go, 
but I'll, I would at least try. Maybe if I encountered him, God will just like, there's lightning and I'd watch her disincinerate. He'd be like, thanks. Just had to get close. Thanks for getting me on the inside so I could fix the problem. <laughs> Don't know how that'll go, but I'll tell you what. Oh, nonetheless, I trust where God wanted me to take it. All right, Patriots. We are beautiful people. Walking with Christ is a beautiful experience. Let's always remember that and to pursue that relationship so deeply and so intimately that it just elevates us up above all the ills and all the garbage going on here because that's really the walk that we all need to be in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we've come together. So blessed to share these moments together and to share them before you. Father, as we sit here tonight, we humble ourselves before you. We pray for this nation and we ask forgiveness for the sins of this nation. We ask forgiveness for the sins ourselves that we've done. For those things that we've done consciously or unconsciously, forgive us for our transgressions and help us rise above those to be stronger, to be better, to be more pure in that walk of Christ Jesus. Father, our, our nation struggles now with a humility to put themselves before you. And we truly pray for a nation that will find that humility to humble themselves before you, to be so gracious to realize all that you've given, for us to unite in the differences of our race, to put that aside of our cultures to put that aside and start to realize the commonness that we have through you, Father. We ask for our nation to be healed. We ask for your forgiveness. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have the power to bring the love of agape back into the light and the life of this nation. Let us never forget that. We just need to be honest in our heart. Let us pray each day for the repentance of this nation. Because we're good people. We're a beautiful people, in fact. I've traveled too many states and too many places and met too many people as well around the world. And the one thing I can always say is there's beautiful people in this world, but I will tell you in absolute truth, I've never met more beautiful people than those that live in this country. Hearts of gold. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers are such a battle standard. It's such a fantastic way of change. It's a powerful moving of mountains. We have to keep them going. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And God will win. I am just so much a believer that God has us here for a reason. And that reason is greater than anything we can imagine and that he's trusting in us to do our mission. And that's right before us. All we have to do is trust in him and pursue him like nothing you've ever pursued. Have a blessed night. I will see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Hope you have an all also a very blessed weekend. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now.
heart found Reaching through somehow Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud When the seasons change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Thank you. 